0: Hello, my name is Taylor Clement. I'm the head of school at Kirk Day School.
1: And I'm Maria Massey, the assistant head of school at Kirk Day School.
0: And today we're going to be talking about the gift of the quarantine. And while we are now uh, almost a month into quarantining, we are looking at possibly another month, at least through mid-May of a quarantine. And so we're just going to talk today about how can we celebrate and rest in what God is giving us despite the, the handcuffs that it feels like kind of we're wearing all the time. So, Maria, what has been for your family, the Massey family, maybe the greatest gift of this quarantine and uh, just a day-to-day basis? It's
1: a great question. I think for me it has been slower mornings. Um, with a two-and-a-half and a one-year-old trying to get them up, dressed, and fed, and then out the door before, I don't know, 7.45 is a pretty tall task. And um, I'm a worker-outer in the morning, so if I don't get a workout in in the morning, it doesn't happen. So it has been really nice to have a slower morning where I can sit and drink my coffee. We can have breakfast together and don't have to rush out the door Uh, and we've gotten into the habit now of staying in our pajamas uh, and for maybe a little bit too long sometimes uh, to the point where Millie asks me almost every morning to stay in her pajamas rather than getting changed Uh, so which when it's been cold and rainy outside it's like okay whatever that's fine but now that it's getting sunny outside I was like Millie we got to change so we can go outside and play so um, that's been one of the things that's been really nice it's just slower mornings less chaotic uh, time together how about for you guys the Clement family
0: yeah uh, slower mornings for sure have been great uh, I wouldn't say that any of us are, are really morning people and during the school year um I answered a first grade question this past week, what does your morning routine look like? And I said, well, during the school year, I'm up before six, so I'm out the door, I'm usually at school before seven. Um, and at home, you know, I'm sleeping to 7.30 most mornings. Uh, I, I don't really start my day till nine. I, I have a lot of late meetings, so there's times where I'll have like an 8, 8.30 meeting at night right now, just with board and, and parents and trying to get on the same page with some things. but um, just having the slower morning and being able to be together has been really sweet. And so I get to have breakfast with the kids and lunch with the kids and dinner with the kids. And I think just having that routine with them has been surprisingly sweet, uh, really, really sweet. So yeah. Um,
1: yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been really cool. Uh, it's been, it's been really cool. And so Let's get into this for a second, though. Like, there have been gifts to this quarantine. And I think somebody that uh, actually has embodied it well is John Krasinski. Um, I put this yeah. in our our faculty bulletin today as a resource. I always, parents, every week I, I put some really, you know, just goofy YouTube video in our faculty newsletter. And it's something that, that I've done uh, well before I even came to Kirk Day School. But, but each week I send out a funny video. And uh, this week, though, I added... Uh, this resource, which is Some Good News by John Krasinski. And basically, uh, he's, he's the actor Jim from The Office. He's also uh, Jack Ryan in the Tom Clancy uh, Amazon series. And he's been in a m- myriad of other other things. But he kind of just fought back and said, you know what, there's a lot of bad news and we're getting that coverage constantly. Can we talk about some good news and what people are doing around the world? And, you know, honestly, that doesn't sell which is, is funny in the news world, that does not sell. Um, there's the, the old adage, if it bleeds, it leads, right? And, which is terribly gruesome, but the fact is that's the truth. And yet, here he is coming out with, with these, these episodes. He did a virtual prom. And, and it was really refreshing just to kind of see something that was that put a smile on your face this day. You know that, that, that isn't just trying to be funny, but legitimately put a smile on your face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, but he's great. I think, I think he's hilarious. And so I've, I've seen that has definitely gotten some viral, um, views for sure. So I'm thankful for those type of things that, that come out.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's really good.
1: What else have you guys been doing to fill your time? What would you say are some things that, um, you know, I know we have kids around the same age, you know, talk about some things that, that we can do with the kids our age and then maybe talk about some things that we can do with the kids that are a little bit older. But yeah. what are some of the, the activities that you guys have been doing that are maybe educational uh, but also, you know, fun?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go about answering that question a different way. Uh, someone said moms right now feel like a lot, of, a lot of times in the morning that they're cruise directors. And if you've ever been on a cruise, uh, you know, you get the little chime in the morning and then the cruise director comes on and tells you all the wonderful things that are going to happen today. And really, social media is kind of a liar in that, uh, in the sense that a family might really put a lot of energy and effort into one project that is successful, but not the other like 25 that were absolute train wrecks and full of tears. And so right now, how, you know, just just scaling back on saying, all right, not every day has to be a cruise director kind of day to where it's just going to be one thing. We're going to do one simple thing that that's fun. Um, we're going to you know, we're going to run one errand today and we might do a drive through and we're going to use a Lysol wipe to wipe down some cups. And we're going to let kids get ice cream at Chick-fil-A today like that. That might be it. Right. But it's still it's still something to look forward to. Um, but when you really look at what other folks are doing, I would say it's it's really fascinating to me. Um, so, so here are just a few things. Number one, um, they're engaging with youth groups, which is really cool. Um, I know the Kirk Youth Group does challenges every day on, on Instagram, and so that, that's a fun one. But it's, it's silly things. So uh, Mr. Schonhoff modified one uh, this Monday for fifth grade, uh, which I participate in as well. And that is... A sixty-second drawing of uh, a SpongeBob character with your non-dominant hand. Yeah. Oh. Right. And so kids are engaged for sixty seconds. He's going to choose two winners. One is the most accurate, and one is the one that is the silliest and makes him laugh the hardest. And so he's he's doing that Um, a lot. Isn't that cool? So creative. Right. Um, one thing I know, uh, one family is doing is they are watching movies that their kids have not seen, but are like classics. Okay. Hmm. So not just, you know, there, there's always like flight of the navigator, right. Which is on Disney Plus And, and my wife grew up with it more than I did. I, I grew I was more of a space camp kid if we're going about those, uh, direct to VHS movies. But when it comes to the movies you haven't seen, like, uh, the sandlot or hook, Mm-hmm. Um, Swiss Family Robinson, Davy Crockett, Toy Story, uh, some of these, some of these things the kids have legitimately like never seen before just because it, you kind of take them for granted. And so how do you go back through and actually pull these out and maybe watch them for the first time as a family, um, and not take that experience for granted? Uh, others have been yeah. watching, especially with, with, uh, middle school and high school kids, uh, movies like Dead Poets Society. Uh, it's PG-rated, has some really strong themes in it, but definitely a clean movie um, in a lot of ways. And so uh, just able to, to kind of wrestle with that. Um, and then I checked in with some folks who work with with youth uh, regularly as well. And here's the number one thing kids are enjoying across the board, across all ages, having dinner with their family. Hmm. thought that was Pretty crazy.
1: That is crazy. I but don't you know. That would
0: not I, have been my response, by the way, as a teenager.
1: No, and not something that I would have really thought of. Maybe it's just stage of life that I'm in. I mean, you know, our kids don't have activities yet. Um, and so, and we work a weird schedule. So we never, dinner's not the meals that we do together. We do lunch together, which we've been able to do because we've been at home. But that's really interesting because there's no extracurricular activity.
0: They said, they said, yeah, dinner with family, uh, playing games, and family walks are the number one. Um, I was like, my goodness, that is really cool. Really, really cool.
1: That is really cool. Walks have always been something that Mike and I have done and did even before kids. And it's nice to be back in a season, in a, in a, season, season, like spring where you can do that.
0: I hate going on walks. Absolutely hate it. (laughs) I don't know why, but like, it's like pulling teeth for some reason. And it's not about getting outside and it's not about the exercise because I'm outside a lot and I exercise a lot. But for some reason that drives me crazy. And I, honest to goodness, have no clue why. Oh
1: my gosh, that's so funny. I like, I long and look forward to walks all the time. It was something I picked up in seminary.
0: That's it's, really funny. Isn't it so funny? So in this in this questioning of kids, uh, one of the questions that they asked, they said, you know, on a scale of one to ten, how are you doing? How are, how are you doing right now in the pandemic? And it depends on what you read. Uh, you know, I read an article today by, by an author that I really love and trust, a Christian counselor. Uh, sissy goff and she was talking about how so many kids right now are isolated in their bedrooms with a screen Mm -hmm. and even if they're not looking at anything of adult content that it's just time in front of a screen and they're getting lost in youtube or social media and the kids that were polled very informally they were all sevens or above all of them i mean that to me is incredible they said that it's freeing not to have the normal activities and the, the simplicity of just being with our family is really refreshing.
1: Yeah.
0: So when I hear that, Maria, wow. I the, the thought that comes to mind is authentic self. Can you kind of mm-hmm. define what authentic self is and why that might be so important, particularly right now?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and especially for that age group, you know, starting 12 to I mean, gosh, you could probably take it all the way up to mid-20s. There is such a value and developmental process of assessing your self-worth and self-value based on your friendships and, and who your friends are and how they view you and what they're thinking about you. And that's why social media can be such a catalyst anxiety and depression is because at any moment in, you know, any space, we can evaluate ourselves against our friends and what they're doing. Um, and, and that can create a lot of anxiety and depression. And it is interesting, you know, I work with um, some, some teenagers, and that has definitely been something that I have seen is that, yes, there is a lessened Pressure because nobody has FOMO right now, you know, the fear of missing out because nobody's doing anything.
0: Well, I've seen that play out in our friendships and relationships. It's kind of nuts.
1: Yeah, it is. And I would say I definitely struggle with FOMO and it has changed a little bit in a sense that, you know, I can, we can, I'm sure, still find things to be judgmental about. We're not doing enough with our kids, so on and so forth. But for the, the teenagers, that that element is really removed. Yeah. So you do then add in there though the social isolation, uh, and and that has its own challenges. And I think I've noticed it the most with the parents who still have the same level of work that they're required to do, um, and now it's almost like an extra two months of summer vacation. Lots of unsupervised time, lots, lots of unsupervised screen time, that type of thing. And so there are definitely challenges, benefits, but the overwhelming thing that I've heard is, yeah, that FOMO, that piece, that social anxiety piece is taken out. Yeah. And that's huge. Uh, and that's unique, too. I mean, you know, my husband and I have talked about this. This will, God, hopefully, hopefully never happen again in our lifetime. Right. Right. And what a unique and weird and complex and challenging space to be in.
0: So let me keep pushing this because here's the other thing that they said they enjoyed doing. Board games. Now, I want to preface this for just a second. I understand there there are some that, that are truly having an incredibly negative effect of the quarantine. Either parents are gone because they are a first responder or medical professional and so this is obviously not applicable to all but in the extra time that we're being given how can we do this so, so let me at least qualify some of this because I it, this may not be for all and I, I understand that but uh, for a lot of families this is where, where they are so here are a few here are a few things uh, in cards uh, the game Spot It. if you haven't played that that's a super easy very fun uh, game that you can play quickly um, and, and Chick-fil-A Kids Meals, I think they were giving those away as well. Uh, general card games, uh, Phase 10, Uno, there, there's some more. Mm. Um, other other board games that they were playing was um, Ticket to Ride, The Game of Life, and Learning How to Play Chess and Checkers, which I thought was really interesting as well. So
1: Yeah, Five Crowns is a great game if anybody has it. I played that on vacation with my family and it is so much fun and we haven't been able to figure out how to do it on FaceTime. Oh so, fun. But that's a great game if anybody has or I can get access to five crowns. It's super easy.
0: I mean, and that's the thing. It feels like we're we're stepping back in time. You know, I feel like it's the beef yeah. going, Well, golly gee, mom, what are we gonna do? <laughs> and and it's these kids are wanting to play games and engage with their families and they're enjoying it and I think and in turn while so much comes from our family dynamic, I mean, God intended us to be with our families and be with them a good bit, and, and how can we enjoy the, the simplicity of this? Another thing, and this is, this is for kids of all ages, not just our, our older ones, um, they are l- enjoying learning life skills. Now, not at a level that we think, right? It's not you know dad sitting sundown at the the end of the bed putting his left hand on his right knee and saying you know son it's time we learn to tie your shoe and so they spend the next frustrating 45 minutes trying to go loop loop or bunny or bunny or you know whatever it is to try the try the shoe but just say you know what we're gonna spend five minutes we're gonna try it if you don't get it don't worry about it they watch a youtube video together to do it uh washing cars together uh i yesterday um we're recording this on a monday yesterday was sunday after church, I put ribs on the grill and let them smoke for seven hours. And I taught Anderson what I was doing and how I was doing some of it, right? Obviously, he's six and he can't do everything, but how are we going to spend time together? Uh, we, we planted some yesterday and gave him the shovel uh, frustratingly at times to let him dig a little and get some dirt dirt in his fingernails and, and go through that. But But teaching them other things... Uh, especially when it gets warm enough. One, one parent said when we had our kind of uh, brief stint in the upper 80s a few weeks ago, wash the cars. Teach them how to wash the car. Everybody can have fun doing that, which I thought was really interesting, too.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, we gave Millie a shovel. Uh, it's, it's pretty fun, except when she throws dirt in the face. But, yeah, it's so fun to watch them be able to do those things.
0: And, again, a lot of what we're saying is dependent on the weather, but, you know, the board games and, and some of the movies, I would say, are not. Um, one of the things that I would also say that I've been surprised with the quality and the enjoyment, of, especially for my kids, has been the nature documentaries on Disney Plus that really display kind of the awe of, of how God created this world um, I know uh, Ben Porter referenced one in one of his sermons. We watched one a couple of weeks ago, and both my kids were just enamored. And I'm like, this is literally just watching a dolphin swim right now. It, but
1: Oh, my gosh. The dolphin one is amazing.
0: Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. So that would be an- another thing I would I'd recommend. Um, drive-by hellos. This is something we've actually done is – Uh, Just try to to let people know, um, some of our closest friends, we're going to drive by, we're not going to get out of the car, we're going to wave and say hello and leave it at that. We've done that with some of our our birthday parties, and it's a quick thing. It brings a smile to the face of the kids. It brings a um, smile to the face of others, but you can still be socially distant.
1: Those are awesome, awesome ideas and Uh, helpful a wide variety of ages and uh and time too you know i know some parents have been overwhelmed by the amount of work whether it be from school or or their own work uh and some of these things are nice because they're simple and they're easy right and they're quick
0: and dr uh dr Sachs, who was on our podcast and spoke at the beginning of this school year uh, still is updating his blog with regularity and what he did a link to the wall street journal, which is a hundred things to do with your kids while in quarantine, anything to really just not keep them on screens all day long. And it's tough. And I want to be the first to say, I mean, here we are as a school going to online schooling. What do you have to have is you have to have a screen and that's, has probably seems pretty counterintuitive, but it's, it's kind of a both end, right? We still want to see you guys do this, um, and, and engage with your kids, uh, I know Rob Carpenter, our facilities manager at the church um he and his wife started baking bread with no yeast and looked up an old pioneer recipe and how to do that and yeah. really became a he was saying it really became a science project, and his kids are all grown, but he's he was talking about how much um enjoyment they were having just out of doing that and so I know miss crooks uh, I spoke with her she was talking about her kids, and she's uh she's got a second, sixth, and ninth grader. Uh, excuse me, 10th grader uh, now at Westminster. And she was talking about their family just planting together. That's something they've always done, but the enjoyment that they were having just being outside, which I thought was really cool as well. So um, the Wall Street Journal does have that 100 things to do uh, away from screens, which is really good.
1: That's awesome. I'm going to have to look that up. What about as adults? What are some of the maybe things that that you and Katie have done together or that you've taken up? something that has been personally exciting for you guys in the midst
0: of this quarantine? Uh, good question. Uh, you know, one thing that Katie loves to do, and I'm not like, I don't run to this, but it's been fun to, to do this some with her is puzzles. Uh, she just has the time mm-hmm. and the space to actually do them. And so she and her friends have been swapping some. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just fun to, to sit there. Anderson will come up and try and put a, Piece in betsy'll take the piece out but um you know it's that's been interesting uh we've done that together where we've also just we'll we'll do a puzzle and listen to a podcast together um so kind of having that that uh, audio stimulus without being in front of a screen and being able to have something to talk about and talk through and uh we, we've done that several times in our marriage um, of just kind of these memorable moments of listening to certain like kind of serial style podcast, uh, which has always been interesting. We also have kind of explored some shows that other that we've always kind of had on that. Um, I might get there one day, but yeah, probably yeah. not. So it's just going to be my Netflix watch, watch list, some to our chagrin, some to our very pleasant surprise. And so I, one of my recommendations is always going to IMDB, so Internet Movie Database. Um, they're owned, I believe, now by Amazon, but just looking at ratings on there are usually a little bit more critical than uh, maybe what Netflix has. It's on a scale of 1 to 10 and goes into the, uh, the 10th range as far as the, the decimals. And so you know it might have like an 8.6, which is really high. Um, anything above a 7 means that it's a really highly rated show on, on theirs, and they'll also kind of infuse that with critics. But you also don't have to go to like, Rotten Tomatoes for it, but they'll help kind of suggest shows, which is also really interesting. And so we've, we've kind of gotten into some new things. One of the shows, I would say for adults, it's, it's, it's really clean as far as the, the language, and there, there's nothing uh, untoward about it, is a show called Kim's Convenience. That we've watched, that's really fun and and humorous, and it's on Netflix. Uh, That's been a huge deal uh, for us, and we've kind of both found new games to play on our phone, and you know, just little things like that. I think we've both taken undertaken little projects. Katie um, uh, repainted some furniture and got that looking looking uh, differently. I've done some new things on the grill and started to take on a few more projects outside that otherwise I probably would have put off until the summer, maybe a vacation to do. So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of little things like that. So what, what about you and Mike?
1: Um, Well, we've done a lot more walks. That's one of our favorite things to do to walk and and look at all the houses in the neighborhood um, and get ideas or not get ideas. Um, from them so we've done that um, we've also had some more space for bonfires which is
0: oh that's something really that nice. we
1: really love to do and we searched and searched and finally found a, uh, a fire pit that we think will be worthy of the investment handmade steel fire pit mm-hmm. um, yeah and so we we broke that in the other night and that's one of my favorite things to do we have a beautiful patio and backyard uh, that was here when we when we moved in, and so I love being able to go out there and um, sit on the patio and just talk or not talk, you know, whatever is is how we're feeling, you know, however we're feeling. Um, so we were able to do that last week, which is really nice because uh, you know we don't he works evenings, so we don't get a lot of nights at home, and and because of this, we were able to, so that was really nice. Uh, and then we have also picked up. A few shows, very good uh, character development, and so uh, we've we've dove into some of those. I am anxiously uh, awaiting the uh, to watch uh, the Michael Jordan documentary right. that yep. they released early. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm hoping to do that maybe tomorrow night because um, I think they they released it yesterday, so it should be on demand now. Um
0: that. Another show I forgot to I forgot to mention that I watched and I recommended to my in laws and they watched all of them at once. They binge watched um was the English game on Netflix, which is uh written huh. and directed by Julian Fellows who did Down Abbey, but this one's more about the rise of professional soccer. Um and Oh, it's, that's cool. Yeah, really really entertaining, really good writing. Um Clean for the most part. I mean, I would say I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would deter me from recommending it. But yeah, uh, that's a, that's another really good show. Um, and so yeah, I mean, there, there's more out there to explore. Um, I think it still takes some effort to find what's good. Uh, I've definitely yeah. tried a couple other things. I'm like, eh, that's not, that's not gonna that's not gonna fly. Or you know, it's been tough to get get both Katie and I on board, right? Uh, because you don't want. Oh to do yeah. Because Lord help you if you're in a show hole, right?
1: Um, oh my gosh, yeah, that's yeah. We shined, signed up for Showtime just because we finally found a show that we liked, that we both liked together.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, the other thing is, I will say with, with our kids, one of the things that we've done is we've kind of gone back to the well of what what are classics. And so, um, if our kids are wanting to watch something, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, yeah, their screen time's totally increased during this time, but oh, yeah. if if they're wanting to watch something, what is that something that they're watching, and can I direct them to something a little bit better? So, the other day, my son wanted to watch a show on Nickelodeon, and I was in the room, and I was like, this is not good. Like, I didn't like the attitude to the characters, and I, I just didn't think the show had any, any merit or quality to it, and so... I just said, hey, after this episode, let's watch an Andy Griffith. Um, I'm still, My kids are still at the age where I can manipulate them like that, so yeah. <laughs> I'll take that as a positive. But we did, and it was great, and it was a good way to get them away from that into something that's less stimulating, uh, less colorful, and more about character development and processing than it is just about throwing something in front of them to entertain them, that there, there was actually yeah. a value to it. Um, I showed Anderson Johnny Tremaine the other day for the first time, which was really cool. Uh, I loved that book when I was a kid. Um, my, my When I was his age, my parents took me to the great and wonderful Colonial Williamsburg for vacation. And so I bought my, my Colonial uh, hat and my musket, and I <laughs> paraded around as a six-year-old uh, through the streets of Williamsburg uh, with with knee socks and a musket and hat and thought I was the... Uh, greatest thing since the revolution itself, and so uh, introducing awesome. him to that <laughs> more information any than most of Any photos of, of that? Uh, sadly, yes uh, I think <laughs> uh, I don't know, I don't have any, but I guarantee you, uh, my parents do because why wouldn't you, right? <laughs> um, so yeah I mean, I think, I think introducing him to some of that, Katie's been showing showing the kids some things that she enjoyed when she was a kid, and uh, if you look on those platforms, I think they're beginning to to recognize that you've got to have more quality for families right now, and that not everybody yeah. can just sit and watch Ozark and, and you know and enjoy that as a family because that's going to be pretty hard and dark. But what positive oh, yeah. what positive things can you can you put out? Uh, and so that that's been that's been really cool to see.
1: Taylor, one 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 more question for yeah. you. What's something that you're looking forward to when all of this is over? Like, what I don't want to say what he miss, thats kind of a negative part. But what do you what are you looking forward to?
0: You know, I think the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is maybe a sobering of our calendars. That the calendars got so out of whack, and that mm-hmm. we've we've push, 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 that maybe we can make up some time with our families, just a little bit, and and what I mean by that is, like, you know, every Sunday, my wife and I will check in, and this is during a normal school year, uh, we'll check in every Sunday, just to, on my calendar, so what m- meetings do you have this week, do you have a meeting at the church, do you have a meeting for the school, um, you know, do you, do you need to leave early, what time are you going to be home? Because so much, you know, we do try and eat dinner as a family on a regular basis. And so that's, a, that's tough if I'm not home or, or what have you, or she's going to be with the kids. And so obviously that's changed. Right now it's changed uh, a lot of that. And I'm just wondering how many of those meetings are going to be able to push to Zoom so that I can have dinner with my family and not have to leave. Or I can put my kids down and, and not have to like rush out of the house and be somewhere, you know, five minutes earlier or worry about traffic. Do we have the bandwidth to increase our ability to serve our families amidst that? And I don't know if I, if I have the answer to that for myself, right? I don't know if I'm going to be able to say no to that. Um, will will that be a strong enough pull or will I succumb to, you know, the demands that, that are placed on me? I, I don't know. It's an honest question, uh, an honest answer to a really good question. But what about you?
1: Yeah, that's... Um... I think the the slower pace, you know, when Millie, I'll take Millie and Tucker on a walk in the morning and I feel this pressure, even still, I'm, I'm working on getting it out of me to like get the walk done as soon as possible so that we can come home and, and go on to the next thing, whether that be laundry or dinner or
0: whatever it
1: may be. And... I don't want to use the the cliche, stop and smell the roses. But one of the things that she, because she's a two and a half year old, really challenges me in is like taking those things slowly and really observing what's around her. And, And she's a, you know, a toddler. So she's in that phase. And I think it's been convicting for me to realize like how anxious I am about the future Mm-hmm. And how much my mind is on that and not on the present moment. And so kind of like you, I mean, I, I don't know how much of that will transfer to life when it gets back to normal. But I hope that I can hold on to some of that. I hope that when we have the space um, in the midst of regular life, I would still find those moments to do those things. Um, Because those are, they're valuable. They're connecting times with her, um, with my kids, but it's also just the time to stop and admire the earth, you know, the beautiful earth that God has given us. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And I got to say, man, do I look forward to some Cardinals baseball.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's what you're going to get on this podcast. Cardinal baseball, right? So, man. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, thanks, Maria. Thanks for, thanks for the time today, and parents, thanks for listening. I uh, hope this can at least either inspire you guys to get out a little bit or uh, at least just bring a smile to your face and maybe think of something that you haven't thought about yet. Uh, if it's not one of these things, maybe that, that the Lord just blesses you with. But nevertheless, uh, we're grateful for you guys, grateful that you're listening, and, and we hope to, to talk with you soon.